Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Well, welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. And uh, boy, we're going to have a great show this week. If you've been listening to us each and every week, we appreciate that. Obviously, you know, we have different guests on from all over the country on the wealth side and the health side of life, really just discussing what's happening, not only in the markets, but in different investment strategy and et cetera, et cetera. We had some great tips last week from uh, Coach Ditka. So if you'd missed that, feel free to reach out to us at leanonthewall.com to uh, learn a little bit more about that. But Michelle, I know, uh, you know, like each and every week, we, we really want to kind of add value and share thoughts that, uh, you know, folks hopefully can't get anywhere else. Obviously, there's a lot of information out there. So part mm-hmm. of the goal is to bring it all together in a way that they can just listen in, tune in. Hopefully it'd be their one hour a week uh, catch up and and really have the opportunity to really learn what they need to learn to go and live well that week and, and in their retirement. Sounds good to me. How about you? It sounds fantastic <laughs> to me. And I think that is what people are looking for. They want mm. the information. They want to know what will be able to help them. And of course, it's entertaining. You want to yeah. be entertained. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I, comedy comedy is good for the soul, folks. So if yes. you enjoy it, if you like to laugh, make sure you stay tuned with us each and every week. Because I tell you, great for the blood pressure, good for the soul, and all, all that goes with that. And I know you want to kind of load up the show. We got a lot to cover, I think, mm-hmm. today, I believe. Yeah, Most from what certainly. You told me. Yeah. yeah. And, and we have got a show. It is really fun full of information and things that I want you to jot down because you're going to want to understand how you can help. And throughout the show, I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to give you this phone number and it's 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. Jot that down because later on in the show, I am going to let you know how you can get a report that Michael has done on four crucial steps of how to crash-proof your portfolio. And you're thinking, well, that's a great idea, but I don't understand why I need that. And that's what we're going to talk about in just a second. And Michael, I wanted to ask you this question because recently on Fox Business, I saw market strategist Jeff Sott, and he was answering this question, which was, what is the biggest mistake that you can make as you save for retirement. Now, I want to play Jeff's answer, and then I want to ask you a question after this. So here's what Jeff had to say. The problem with this business, and I've been in the business 45 years this month, is that people refuse to manage the risk. In The Intelligent Investor, which Warren Buffett says is the best book ever written on investing, the, the whole concept is, is captured in the quote that the essence of portfolio management is the management of risks, not the management of returns. So, Michael, how do we determine what the risk factor is with our retirement money and from when we stop working and then when we retire? 
Well, you know, Michelle, that's a great question and uh, really a good thought there because, you know, what, what Jeff has mentioned is is right on. I, you know, I'm a big subscriber, I guess, to that philosophy as well as people not really managing well the risk. Um, and, and to kind of explain that a little bit further, I just want to share a story. You know, I had a conversation with a couple the other day. They were actually in, in our neighborhood. We were having a conversation. Their, their children were actually uh, building a home and, and they're going to be joining us in a neighborhood. And we were talking, they had a business and owned, owned a business for several years. But, you know, one of the things they had shared is at this stage in the game in life, now they're not clients, but we were just talking about some things. At this stage in the game in life, they really are more worried about their finances than they have been in quite some time. Mm, mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that is, is they said, you know, Michelle, we are in a place, or Michael really talking to me, <laughs> but they said, hey, Michelle, no, they don't know you, but they were talking to me. But they said, you know, we're really in a place where we have um, realized that now in retirement, if we lose a bunch of money, we cannot make it back. Right. Or we may not be able to make it back because, you know, there's no guarantee that the market is going to come back. So I think in relation specifically to managing risk, I think the first thing that people do too often is they kind of take their eye off the ball. You know, it's almost like, um, you know, it's almost like taking a vacation or taking a trip. Let me let me use it this way. Let's say you're on a road trip and you're driving there. Now, obviously, it's real easy now with GPS. <laughs> you know, you just <laughs> dial it in and Lola, as uh, I can't remember the, the movie that was uh, RV, I believe he calls it, called it Lola, <laughs> Rob Williams. But, you know, it takes you there, turn right here, turn left there, whatever. So it's real easy. But before, when we were taking a road trip, mm-hmm. you'd have a map, right? Right. So you got that map and you're trying, and by the way, that's often a marriage building experience. <laughs> yes. That yeah. is a testing relationship experience right there. De- right? Testing relationship. You're saying, well, you know, are we going to get there or not? And, and I think we should go here. And I think, you know, so anyways, all that, if you're married and you've ever, uh, uh, you know, taken a road trip with the big old map, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, at the end of the day, what happens is, is you kind of focus and focus and focus on, on, until you get there, until you get to the, to the destination. But when you get to your destination, you kind of relax, you know, you kind of mentally, hopefully, uh, you know, cool down, relax a little bit. And that's almost what happens in retirement with some folks. So they're in a place where they've kind of worked and worked and worked and worked and worked to get to retirement. And sometimes to their own detriment, they can mentally kind of shut down because they're saying mentally, you know what? I've worked all these years. Now's my time to enjoy my retirement, enjoy myself. Unfortunately, what happens often with that is you know, they're in a place where Michelle, maybe they're in retirement and they're enjoy, they want to enjoy themselves, but their portfolio isn't allocated in a way that fits the stage of life they're in. Mm. That's the problem. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're just really in a place where they, you know, the example, again, that uh, conversation we had, they said, you know, we just, we don't mind stocks, we don't mind equities, et cetera, but we're just in a place where we're uncertain now because there's been so much volatility. So that's the biggest thing. People have to pay attention. And just because I love this idea and this saying, Michelle, and that is this, you know, what got you, regardless of what it is, whether it's in business and investments uh, or anything else in life, what got you to where you are today is probably not what's going to get you to where you want to go in the future. Mm. Things change. Yeah. And we must be willing to change with it. And I think that's the biggest problem is people are in a place where they've heard the old saying, okay, here's what we're going to do. Cause you know, you can, you can manage risk and look at risk really through calculating standard deviation and beta and alpha and look at your bell curve and all these fancy terms that someone can get into with you. And there's a lot of ways to really fine tune and, and dive in there. But at the end of the day, 
you know, what really matters to people in relation to their risk is, again, it goes back to, and I talk about this a lot, what are their goals? What do they want to do? And how does their current monies line up with what they want to do? That's important. Mm -hmm. I, I always like this question too, as well, that I think people out there, listeners out there, if you're listening out there, obviously, if you hear this, you're listening, you need to ask yourself this question. And that is this, if you could achieve your goals without taking a lot of risk or with taking no risk, if you could achieve your goals without taking a lot of risk or no risk, is there any reason you would want to take a lot of market risk if you could achieve your goals? And I think that's an important question, Michelle, that a lot of people just don't think about. And I think that's a great point is really figuring out what your goals are and then be able to reach them and really balance that out. And especially looking at that risk. And I think that is a really good point. And a lot of that conversation that you were having uh, with your neighbors is the conversation that is going on along with people who have just retired or who have been mm. in retirement or who are looking to maybe retire in the next year or so. When yeah. my paycheck goes away, how yeah. will I remain comfortable? Because when you're working, you know, okay, well, yeah, if the stock market goes up, it goes down or whatever, I know I've got a paycheck in the next week or two weeks or sometime coming up. And so I can float myself alone. I can put something on credit but when you stop working and you go into that perpetual unemployment, that is retirement that can last for <laughs> right. 30 years, you yeah. really got to figure that out. And I think that will, at least in my estimation and my thought, would differentiate how your risk tolerance is. I, I am pretty risk averse you know, to start with, but mm -hmm. I think I would become super risk averse if I didn't know when <laughs> I was getting paid next. Well, you know, Michelle, it's really true. And it's actually what I call the financial red zone, which is five to 10 years from retirement. Mm -hmm. And those that are in retirement, obviously, are, are already there. And, you know, it's not even necessarily that. I mean, we, we work with some younger folks in different places that are, you know, in their mid, mid late 40s, uh, early 40s, and they've accumulated some wealth over the years. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, if they don't have to take major market negative swings, they don't have to. And that's one of the reasons we talk to folks about, you know, what's your plan to crash proof your portfolio? That That's important. What is your plan wrapped around that? We don't want to be so busy mm -hmm. with the good in life sometimes that we miss out on the best. Exactly. You know, and, and that happens. Yeah. And th I think that's that's a great point is really looking at that and making sure that that doesn't happen because we may be so focused on one little detail, we're missing the big picture. Yeah. And again, that's why I talk a lot about the idea of, you know, repetition is good for us because sometimes it takes us longer to really internalize things. And I, I really want people as they look at uh, their life, they look at their strategy, they look at their investments you know, investors out there really need to look at themselves as though they are the CEO of their own portfolio. You know, as, as we step up to the plate and take the government's not going to take care of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, right. we already know that. Right. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of activity. We're seeing a lot of obviously with all the political scene and, you know, we got the debates going on and we have uh, this person's opinion of how to take care of this and this person's opinion of how to take care of that. And, you know, it's nonstop. We used to have uh, you know, Michelle, years ago where, you know, we had an hour or two hours a day of news. Right, right. And now we got, now we got multiple channels mm -hmm. that have news 24 hours a day. I mean, they have to produce content and data just because there's people listening. And a lot of times it's even just replay. But, 
you know, we when we step up to the plate and say, okay, one of the best ways to get focused for our future is to turn off all the nonsense out there, tune in to what we know is going to speak to us or that kind of speaks to us and put ourselves in a situation financially where we do a real in-depth evaluation, almost like the old spring cleaning, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, right? spring clean their house, you know, really dive deep, spring clean that portfolio. Uh, it doesn't have to be in the spring, could be anytime, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but to really d- dive deep and say, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And I, you know, one of the things that we talked about also, Michelle, when I, when I had a conversation with that couple is mm-hmm. I said, let me ask you this question. If you make money when the market goes up, and then you lose money when the market goes down. Mm-hmm. And then you make money when the market goes up and you lose money when the market goes down. And, and if you have an advisor and that's your story, here's my question. And just think about it yourself. What is that advisor doing for you? Right. You know, if you're making money when the market goes up and you lose money when the market goes down and you got an advisor telling you just to hang in there, what, what, what are they really doing for you? I mean, you're paying them to ride the ebbs and flows of the markets because a rising tide is going lift, to lift all boats. Right. You know, nobody's a genius if they make money when the market goes up. But what really matters, Michelle, is protecting uh, on the on the downside when the market goes down. That's the key, especially as you're in retirement and moving close to retirement. Right. And as part of that, what I want you to do is give Michael and the team at Wall Financial Group a call because when you do, I want you to set an appointment and ask about how you can receive Michael's report on the four crucial steps of how to crash your portfolio. That's complimentary to you. All you got to do is dial 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. And stay tuned. Coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, we're going to hear Michael's interview with Sean Hannity. That's on the way. Hey folks, Michael Wall here. I want to take a moment away from the show to tell you about an organization that I believe is making a real difference in the world. Big Dog Ranch Rescue in Wellington is the largest no-kill animal rescue in the entire Southeast. Over the years, they've done an incredible job of rescuing thousands of unwanted dogs and puppies and then successfully placing those animals into loving homes. And I can tell you, that the adoptees who give the gift of life to these dogs see their own lives enriched in return. If you're looking for a worthwhile organization to support, I hope you'll consider Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And check them out at bdrr.org. That's bdrr.org. Well, on behalf of myself and the entire team at Wall Financial Group and the Wealth and Health Radio Show, we'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. And uh, Michelle, boy, uh, I'm really excited for folks, the the thoughts and advice and uh, they're getting. Hopefully, they're making some notes here along the way and then making some steps, taking some steps, I should say, to improve their their future. Always good to make notes, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Take those notes. And I want to let everybody know, speaking of steps, Michael, you have created a report that is complimentary to anyone who calls in 866 943-2351, and they are the four crucial steps of how to crash-proof 
your portfolio. Because as we were talking, uh, you know, just in the last segment and even before the show, the markets have been very, very volatile recently. They've been yeah. all over the place. And really, it's, it's that kind of... Um, I like to think of it almost as the calm before the storm. It's a little mm. when you're looking out on the horizon and you see those dark clouds coming in. If you're wise, you're going to bring your umbrella with you into the restaurant <laughs> if you're going to eat because chances <laughs> in advance, are right? exactly when yeah. you get out of wherever you are, it's going to be raining. And so these crucial steps, this report that you're preparing that is complimentary to anyone who calls in will help folks figure out what it is they need to do for their portfolio. So let me give everyone this phone number. It's 866-943-2351 and ask about how you can receive this report of the four crucial steps of how to crash-proof your portfolio. And Michael, we were talking also about this because a lot of people, uh, there are folks out there and they're trying to do it themselves. And then it comes Mm. into, there are so many options when it comes to getting financial advice. And so Mm -hmm. my question is, what are the differences between, say, an investment advisor and a broker, and which one is better to go to for help with our retirement money? Well, you know, that's a good question. And Michelle, you know, out there, there's this is where a lot of confusion comes in in the financial world. Um, Because, you know, a lot of people... Um, really look at financial folks as though, oh, you know, you're an advisor too, or someone's an advisor too. And that's just not necessarily the case. Not all advisors are created equal. Obviously, you know, not everybody cares the same or processes the same, et cetera. But, you know, when it comes to designations, when it comes to how uh, services are provided and offered in relation to how you invest your money specifically, You know, brokers are really uh, aligned to the big houses. You know, all the big Mm -hmm. names that you've heard, a lot of these companies that are, you know, paying for football stadiums and all that sort of thing. And I think just initially, one of the things that people have to just ask themselves the question of, listen, if there's a company out there that's sponsoring the Olympics and building football stadiums, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm all about goodwill. (laughs) But at the end of the day, you know, that money has to come from somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. And if you're working with an organization like that, chances are that money may be to some degree coming from some of the profits from the company, which ultimately comes from, you know, working with them. So here's really the big difference. When you look at an advisor or, um, you know, a broker, a lot of times I want to preface it this way, Michelle, advisors could be a lot of times fiduciaries. I know that's Mm -hmm. what we are. uh, And that basically means that you have the client's best interest at heart. You're in a situation where you are uh, fee-based, you Mm -hmm. know, through our advisory firm, we are fee-based only. Uh, we have a couple of different companies, obviously, that gives us the ability to offer anything out there in the market today. But through our advisory company, we're fee-based. And so what that does is it allows so the client knows that when you're working with someone or when you're working with somebody that is a fiduciary, mm-hmm. they are fiduciarily obligated to do what is in the best interest of the client. Well, Michael, let me ask you this question, because I think I know I'm one of those folks. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people would think, well, yeah, if you're managing my money, wouldn't that be just standard that you would be looking out for my best interest. Wouldn't everybody be doing that? Well, you know, you would think that would be the case, but unfortunately that's not always the way it is. And, you know, here's the way I equate it too. There's a lot of folks, in my opinion, uh, not that there's bad people or not that the brokerage system is all bad, you know, the big houses and all mm-hmm. that. I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that in it by any stretch, but I am suggesting that what happens is it just becomes a little bit unclear 
for the consumer, for the uh, investor to say, okay, if, if this person being the broker makes money when they buy something for me or when they sell something for me or through markups and markdowns or a lot of different hidden ways uh, where costs can be built in, you know, primarily buying and selling a lot of, a lot of times as well, the investor's in a place where they're saying, how do I know that my broker is making the right choice for me long-term or are they just buying or selling this position because they want to make money. Mm. So I'm not saying they're not doing it to just make money. And I'm not saying that they don't care about the person, but it just becomes a little bit foggy for the investor. Whereas if you're working with somebody that's a fiduciary, which by the way, Michelle, less than 20%, less than 20% of all advisors in the country are fiduciaries. Really? Yeah. So it's a big deal. And what happens is, is on the fiduciary side, which is where we, we kind of land, you know, what happens is, is we are, you know, in our advisory company, we charge a fee based on the assets. So the client knows as we're there as their CFO, that if we make changes in the portfolio, we're not going to make any more or less as we make changes on the advisory side. We're going to make the same amount. Gotcha. So they know that when we make changes, we're doing it. Uh, And advisors that are fiduciaries are doing it, hopefully, to be in a place where they can actually move the portfolio forward. So that's the big difference. Mm. And I think that's an important difference. And a lot of folks don't know that because, you know, again, a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. And it's important to ask those questions. You know, that's really a big deal. Yeah, I think that that's a a key because I I would assume that if you're handling my money, again, everybody would be doing it in my best interest. But it's very good to know that it's, 20% 20% or less, as you said, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the country. So that is a great question to ask mm-hmm. whoever you're going to. You know, it would be like going to the doctor and, and be like, so you're not just prescribing this medication so you get some money. This will really help me. That's a question that you would ask. And so, of course, you would want to do that with your nest egg. Well, yeah. I mean, why would you want to go to a doctor that only has two or three different medications? Right. You know, and he's on the bankroll of those companies. You know, the pharmaceutical industry has really changed the game in a lot of ways today. Obviously, we know that. Uh, But, you know, you wouldn't want to do that. You would want to go to a doctor that's holistic, that has the ability to kind of offer any strategy and any approach that exists out there. Not that some advisors can and cannot. Some can't. Some are more proprietary and exclusive. Mm -hmm. But the big key is I think the person needs to ask a question. You know, when a change is made in their portfolio... Uh, why is it being made, number mm-hmm. one? Number two, what's the plan for that particular advisor or person to follow up with them long-term and keep themselves accountable with the report card like we talked about last time? And number three, what's their plan, really, Michelle, to prepare against the market downturn? And that's really, really important. And that's why in our uh, positions right now that we're managing, we're really in a heavy cash position because that whipsaw the market. Mm-hmm. You know, the ups and downs and ups and downs can really kill a portfolio. And by the way, as I mentioned, uh, we've talked before on previous shows, the markets have been sideways since November 2014. Right. Every time after a sideways market, the market's either going to go positive, you know, north, you know, come out of the sideways and go north mm-hmm. and be bullish or go south and go down. And just refresh our memory. When you say sideways, that means it's pretty even, right? Yeah. So, you know, what happens is let's say you were, if you could picture yourself standing up and the old chalkboard and mm-hmm. you drew two parallel lines, you know, one line on top and then a line below it that was parallel to the line on top and you drew two lines and then you just kind of did a jagged up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down with your pen in between those two lines. Mm-hmm. 
That's basically what the market's done since November of 2014. So, we, you know, kind of a lot of Alka-Seltzer along the way. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, been in a situation where it hasn't really gone anywhere. In other words, it hasn't really broke out and gone up. I, I remember there was a Fox uh, business interview we did a little while back, and there was an analyst in the pit of uh, CME in, uh, in Chicago, and he was talking about, you know, the, the markets kind of trending forward, but grinding, you know, kind of just coming up and coming back, not really making any new highs. Mm-hmm. So because we've been on the bull run as long as we have, and because of history, there's a greater chance that we're going to see a negative market and a crash. And that's really why we put that report together for folks so they can help educate themselves to make good decisions. Right. And that report that Michael is speaking of is the four crucial steps of how to crash-proof your portfolio. Because as we're talking about, if you've got a sideways market, you know, as you were saying, Michael, it's going to go one of two ways. Once it stops going sideways, it's either going to go up or it's going to go down, but the markets have been pretty much going up for coming up on seven years now. Mm-hmm. So, and chances, you know, it's that old uh, that old song of uh, what goes up must come down was it spinning wheels. It's, <laughs> there uh, you go, yeah. You know, That's when exactly right. you're thinking about that, you want to go ahead and figure out how you can prepare for, mm, I won't say the inevitable, but kind of the inevitable. It's going Mm -hmm. to happen. We just don't know when it's going to happen. So you want to get prepared. Michael and the team at Wall Financial Group can help you prepare. And as part of that preparation, Michael wants to offer you complimentary uh, report. And it's on the four crucial steps of how to crash proof your portfolio. And to get that, all you need to do is pick up the phone and call 866-943-2351. That's 866- 943-2351 and request the complimentary report of the four crucial steps of how to crash proof your portfolio. And Michael, I know coming up, we have got a very special interview that you did earlier this year with Sean Hannity. And yeah. that is super exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was neat because we really had the opportunity uh, Michelle to kind of connect with Sean and, and, and a variety of different things and just talk through with Sean something in a, in a different capacity. And a lot of times, you know, listen, hey, at the end of the day, Sean's loved by many. He's hated by many. But, he, you know, he's got a big stage in this mm-hmm. country through TV, through radio. So whether you love him or hate him, he's got a big stage. And so it was interesting to be able to have a conversation with him and talk about, you know, things other than politics. Right. Talk about kind of his personal situation, fighting through adversity. What are some of the things that he's doing as he's been successful over the years? So that was it was kind of a fun interview. It is a very fun interview. And so stay tuned to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, because that interview is on its way. the stock market is going to do next week? Of course you don't. Nobody knows. Not even the so-called experts on the financial news channels. The fact is, today's financial environment is more complex than ever, and you need a solid team of professionals to help you maximize your wealth. That's why it's time to lean on the wall, as in Michael Wall and the team at the Wall Financial Group. They specialize in strategies designed to help you preserve and grow the retirement portfolio you've worked so hard to build. They can assist you with everything from tax and estate planning to 
Wealth Management. Give them a call at 866-943-2351 and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 866-943-2351 or visit leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through RetireWell LLC. RetireWell LLC and Wall Financial Group Incorporated are not affiliated. Wall Financial Group Incorporated is a financial services firm that offers a broad array of products and services. Insurance products offered through Wall Financial Group Incorporated, licensed in Florida, Pennsylvania, and several other states. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. And Michelle, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting, just just released here uh, this week was the... uh, Star Wars, the new Star Wars. And of course, nobody's heard about that before, right? No, not at all. (laughs) I am such a Star Wars nerd that I had to pull this song. That is the theme, and and I swear, <laughs> every time I hear that, I get so excited because yeah. <laughs> that get your means, lightsaber out. Exactly, Star yeah. Wars is there. There's something about Star Wars that is about to take place, and I mm. am a huge Star Wars fan. And you know what's interesting? The Daily Finance. I saw this article, and it was so cute. And it was coming up with a list of investment lessons from, of course, the. Star Wars movie franchise. And I wanted to go through this while we had the time in honor of The Force Awakens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. The first one of, of things that we can learn is your eyes can deceive you, mm. so don't trust them. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Well, you know, they definitely can uh, from time to time. Oftentimes we can get jaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I kind of think of relationships. I almost remember back to, you know, when everybody's, everybody hopefully has had some type of an experience like this where they've dated mm-hmm. someone, you know, and they're kind of, their eyes are deceiving them and they're in a yeah. place where everything's perfect and everything's great and whatever. But then when they have that relationship and they're there for years and years and years and years, they see the warts and all the bad things come out, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> the good thing is, and the hope is, you know, my wife and I, we've been married a little over 14 years and, and the only way that comes is through commitment. Mm-hmm. So I guess when you relay that to your finances, you know, when you look at your investments, when you look at your portfolio, when you look at your wealth, you got to be committed. You know, one of the best ways, Michelle, to really be in a place where you can win long-term with your investments is to be committed. And I don't necessarily mean be the type of committed that you hear from a lot of advisors that just say, hey, just hang in there. It's going to come back. Right. You know, hanging's no fun. Right. <laughs> Nobody exactly. likes to do that. <laughs> so if we can avoid that, I mean, by all means, let's let's do it. So when I be when I say be committed, I mean be committed to yourself to say, listen, sometimes it might be important and valuable, and a lot of times it is, especially when you're entered different stages of life, like retirement or soon to be retirement, to say, you know what, I'm gonna be committed to seeking out different ideas and different decisions because I know the best way to prepare in advance for a stock market correction or a crash is to prepare prepare in advance. I mean, I know it's kind of self-explanatory, but that really is the case. So that would be the first thing that I would say about the eyes. Make sure you're focused, committed to do what's necessary to protect yourself. Right. And now number two they came up with is a quote from Yoda and is, judge me by my size, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of times we hear folks, uh, it's funny, you know, we get this question a lot, you know, when people retire and they say, you know, how, how am I compared to, you know, your average client or this and that or whatever. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, all of our clients have some degree of wealth, obviously, because they're retired soon will be, and we have minimums and all that. But 
the biggest thing that I think is important to compare uh, where you are with your wealth is to what your goals are. Mm -hmm. So size is, is uh, not necessarily the best way to measure things. The best way to measure things is really in relation to your goals. And what are you trying to achieve? Because, right. you know, somebody, you know, in, in a more affluent area is, you know, if they have a 500,000 or a million or 2 million, eh, maybe it's not a lot of money, but some other places it, it is just enough money. So it just depends on what your goals are. Right. And number three is you can't stop change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. <laughs> well, that's true. Obviously, Michelle, you know, we, we've been we've been doing this helping people since 2002. And we've, we've really watched a lot of folks over the years that are 50 plus kind of kind of watch the growth and change of the Internet over the years. You see a lot of people saying, no, nah, I'm not going to get on the Internet. I'm not going to do email. I'm not going to do Facebook. I'm not going to do all these things. And what do you see them doing now? Well, they're yes. doing email on the <laughs> internet and, and they're doing Facebook because, you know, one of the, one of the fastest growing uh, populations on Facebook is the boomers. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is they're realizing, Hey, listen, our society is different than it is used to be. And our kids and grandkids are living all over the place. And so one great way to communicate with them is through the internet. So, you know, change is just an inevitable thing and we must be willing to change uh, in order to maximize our life in the future. I mean, it's just part of the deal. Can't get around it. And so if you're looking and you're thinking, okay, change is inevitable, but what I don't want to change is the diminishment of what I worked so hard for all these years. I don't want change in my retirement account. I want to make sure that those accounts stay as protected as possible. And as part of that, what I want you to do is give a call in. Michael has compiled a report of the four crucial steps of how to crash proof your portfolio you can receive that complimentary all you got to do is call in and request it let me give you that phone number it's 866-943-2351 that's 866-943-2351 coming up next on the wealth and health show with michael wall we're going to hear michael's interview with sean hannity that's on the way oh. hey folks michael wall here those of you who know me are aware that I'm a strong believer in the American dream, success through hard work. But I also believe in giving back, and that's why I'm constantly on the lookout for organizations that improve the lives of those who need our help the most. And one of those organizations is the March of Dimes. The money raised by the annual March for Babies helps moms right here locally have healthy, full-term pregnancies. It also funds research to find solutions to the problems that threaten our babies. If you believe, as I do, that every baby deserves a fighting chance, then please join me in supporting the March of Dimes in whatever way you can. Find out how by going to marchforbabies.org. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Just a little bit ago, Michael had the opportunity to interview Mr. Sean Hannity. Michael got the chance to sit down and talk with Sean Hannity and ask him some very interesting questions. Here's that interview. Let freedom well, welcome in, everyone, to the Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're joined today by a special guest. By the way, Michael, doesn't wealth help health? <laughs> it does help health. And oh. as you can tell, it's Sean Hannity, a voice heard all over the country in a lot of different things and done a lot of things over the years, Sean. I tell you, it's been interesting to kind of watch your story as you've had influence and uh, really sharing your insight all over the country in TV and media and books and everything. 
So a couple of questions that I was hoping I could ask you here, if that's okay. As long as you're not the liberal media, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of nonsense out there, that's for yeah. sure. So let me ask you this. Obviously, in the world of influence, you know, whatever stage you're in, you know, business owner, doing what you do, et cetera, obviously you face adversity. I mean, it's part of the deal, right? You've never yeah. faced any for sure, though, right? Uh, all I say is if you really want to know the, the garbage I put up with every day, you can Google my name. There have been people that come to work at Fox and they get that first <laughs> negative piece written about them on a blog or in the press or someplace. Yep. And they're so upset. Oh, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in my 20th year at Fox. Yeah. And I tell them, I, I put my arm around them. I'll say, listen, you want to feel better? Go home and Google my name. <laughs> and then I tell them I don't read it. Yeah. You know, why do I want to sit there? You get depressed reading that, okay, I know that people on the left that like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton aren't going to like me. So, right. you know, why am I going to spend my time worrying about what they think? Yeah. You I can't mean, change the opinion of someone else, right? I'm, I, look, I've got an audience to serve. I think mm -hmm. we have a very abusively biased media in the country. Yep. and. And my goal is to offer alternative viewpoints mm -hmm. and news and information that people can't get elsewhere. So let me ask you this. In relation to all the adversity that you face, obviously you probably have some stock in waste management because of all the garbage, right? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I probably should have. Probably, probably should. Uh. So in relation to that adversity, what are some of the things that you might be able to encourage listeners on to you know, take actionable steps to really put a plan in place to navigate through that fog of adversity as they strive and strive to achieve their goals? You can't live life if you can't take a punch. You know, go to Rocky Five, and you know it's not how hard you get hit; it's it's whether you get up and you keep going. It's, yeah, yeah. It, I've read all these self help books over the course of my life, and probably one of the best ones is one of the oldest ones, and that's the Road Less Traveled. And yeah. The first thing that book says is life is difficult. Right. There's there's nothing easy about anybody's road to wherever they're going in life. Mm -hmm. Um, at, you know, I have this background and experience where I was a Paperboy at eight, a dishwasher at 12, a cook at 13, a busboy at 14, a waiter at 15, a bartender at 17. <laughs> and I saved enough money to, to go through two years of college. And then I ran out of money and mm. I wasn't going to take it from my parents because I knew they didn't have it. Right. So I literally am down to my last $200. And then I started a career in construction and I became a house painter and I painted ships and, and then I learned how to hang wallpaper. And then I wanted to be build houses and I framed houses and did roofing and did all of these real jobs. This is two decades of my life. People yeah. think, oh, Hannity, you're paid, you're on TV and radio and you yeah. make millions. And when I first started in radio, I worked for free. Yeah. But and it's that work ethic, right? For me, it is. I mean, yeah. I work harder now than I ever have. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get easier. No. It's, but you've got to have the love and the passion to, to do whatever it is you're doing. Here's the other thing I want to say about this, though. If you can't compartmentalize away the attacks, mm -hmm. the politics in the office, the daily stresses of life, then you're not managing your life right. Right. You know, for me, faith comes into play. Yep. You know, for other people, they meditate. I, I have two friends of mine. I mock them all the time. They do yoga. You know, what? I don't care what you do. Yeah. It's a matter of you better, you better be able to manage the stresses of life. There's... My day is like I am getting rapid fire all the time, all the time. Yeah, I've got to make decisions all the time on TV. What yep. am I going to do on radio? What am I going to do? Yep. Who, what guests we're going for? What am I going to do? Then you got to deal with home. What am I going to do? Then you got to deal with the kids' tennis tournaments. What am I going to do? Then you got to deal with this employee is upset about this. What am I going to do? I mean, it's constant. And then the press just called me the biggest beep.
in the world. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so what are you going to do? You have yep. to manage it. Right. And, and for me, I usually, I'm, I'd say I'm about a 95% effective. So you got to take a punch. And then the other question that I would have, obviously, mm-hmm. as you're taking those punches, you know, it's like the old story Zig used to say, if you see a turtle on a fence post, he probably didn't get up there by himself. Probably. He had some help along the way. So my question is from the perspective of, you know, having the right help in your corner, whether it's your finances, whether it's life, whether it's coaching, et cetera, how valuable is that to you? The thing that I was most lucky with in my life and career is that I had people that took chances on me. Mm. And I don't know what it is in me, but I, when people take, when some people take a chance on me, I don't want to let them down. Yeah. So I've never really needed in my career to be managed or to be coached. One time early in my career, somebody says, uh, we're going to do an air check. I said, no, we're not. Yeah. I, I won't do an air check with a guy sitting there you know, hitting the pause button every five seconds telling me, well, why didn't you use that word? Why didn't you use that word? <laughs> exactly. And I said, you either like my show or don't like my show. If you mm-hmm. have an observation about my show that's going to help me, right? let me know what it is. Yeah. And I will- Constructed criticism, constructive, right? right? Now, I research my own shows mm-hmm. myself and mm-hmm. I pay for it. Yeah. And what I like to hear, people are brutally honest yeah. and I read their comments and I take them to heart. They make me better. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Stay tuned. Coming up next, more of Michael's interview with the one and only Sean Hannity. There's an old saying, a goal without a plan is nothing more than a wish. If one of your goals is a comfortable retirement, it's going to take more than just wishing to make it happen. Fortunately, Michael Wall and the team at the Wall Financial Group can help. They specialize in helping families protect and grow their wealth. And they can customize a strategy to help you achieve the kind of retirement you deserve. Instead of just wishing, why not take the first step towards actually making something happen? Call 866-943-2351 and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 866-943-2351 or visit leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through RetireWell LLC. RetireWell LLC and Wall Financial Group Incorporated are not affiliated. Wall Financial Group Incorporated is a financial services firm that offers a broad array of products and services. Insurance products offered through Wall Financial Group Incorporated, licensed in Florida, Pennsylvania, and several other states. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael got the chance to interview Sean Hannity a little bit ago. Here is more of their interview. You know, something else I think is interesting is many of our listeners, Sean, clients, really listeners to our show, they ask us or really me and and the crew about the U.S. economy and, and genuinely feel concerned about the future and the way our country is going and, and their own personal financial future. What do you tell people who feel this way? First thing I tell them is their gut is right. Their instincts are right. These are uncharted waters financially. We've never had a situation where the Fed artificially keeps the interest rates as low as they have been. I mean, historically, yeah, they go up and they go down, but you used to be able to get an 8% return on a treasury that would last you into your retirement and you knew you'd have X number of dollars, even based on inflation, that you're going to be okay. You can't buy treasuries today and make any money. There are banks now charging you to put your money in their bank that they get to lend out. It's crazy. So they have every right to be concerned. Add to that the national debt when Barack Obama leaves office is going to be $20 trillion. He will have accumulated more debt than every other president before him combined. Add to that $125 trillion in unfunded liabilities that the country has. I'm not talking about millions. I'm not talking about billions. These are trillions of dollars. 
we cannot sustain the path that we are on now. It is impossible. So there's got to be a, a course correction at some point. What I'm worried about is a lot of the very same decisions that got us into the last bubble burst in 2008. We're making the same mistakes now. The government's forcing banks and financial institutions to make loans to people that probably have a very low likelihood of ever paying it back. That means property value is going to be impacted again and it, there's going to be a ripple effect. It is the number one fear people have and it is a legitimate real fear. You've got to pay attention to it. And I'm not even talking about terrorism. I'm not talking about 11 years when the Iranian mullahs that chant death to America have a nuclear weapon. So it's very precarious. It's my number one fear. It's what keeps me up at night, makes me worry about the world we're going to leave to our kids. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. You know, and it's amazing to me how many folks out there are really in a place um, where, you know, they need that advice and they're scared to go, you know, where do they go to get advice? And that's that's important. You know, finding the right advice givers for their situation is, I think, really what matters. Um, let me ask you this. You know, when we talk about Social Security, you know, you hear all these Social Security seminars out there. There's all these different things out there. You know, come, we'll give you this free analysis about X, Y, Z and, you know, all these different options. But at the end of the day, you know, what we know is there's big changes coming to Social Security next year. And the biggest change really in the last 15 years uh, coming. So, you know, from from that perspective, what is your outlook on Social Security in general as far as you would share with our listeners hey, you know, this is something that I see is going to be happening with Social Security system. I tell everybody my age and younger, and you're a lot younger than me, so I'm telling you, you can't depend on Social Security. Here is the biggest scam. I mean, I know we talk about Enron and we talk about uh, all these evil corporations, and there have been corporations that have been corrupt and have mismanaged their money, and, and they have lost millions of dollars, and the Bernie Madoffs of the world exist. All of that is true. But the biggest case of financial malfeasance is by the U.S. government. They promised all of that money that I've been paying in since I'm 12 years old, I've been paying into Social Security, was going to be put in a lockbox. They stole the money. They spent the money. They squandered the money. It's all gone in their quest to use money to accumulate power. So I don't trust that it will be there. I believe probably sooner than later there's going to be means testing. I think they'll raise the age of eligibility so that basically you get it on a Monday. They'll predict the day you die Tuesday so then they can confiscate that money. So I don't I don't trust that it's going to be there for people. Now, they say they're going to save it. They'll probably put a Band-Aid on it for a short period of time, but inevitably the math doesn't work. Yeah, you know, I think that's a good point, Sean. And, you know, for people to really think about, um, you know, the, what the government's doing, whether or not they're going to be there for them, I think is really down the wrong track. They, I, in my personal opinion, people need to be in a place where they have to take a, a more proactive approach uh, on a regular basis. Obviously, as a conservative and, you know, just kind of business owner, that sort of thing, that's one of the things we realize as we work with people to help them get to the place of, uh, you know, financial freedom and, and a foundation that makes sense for them. And, you know, I know there's a lot of Americans today, more so than ever, really, that don't trust the government. And, and I think a lot of it's because a lot of the changes in healthcare, care, social security and all the other policy changes that they have. And unfortunately, I think there's still a lot of people out there in this country that, you know, would say they do, are going to depend on the retire, our government for retirement and, you know, for them to kind of be there down the road. What's your take on that as far as whether or not, you know, the government's going to be for, there for them and, uh, you know, folks that actually think that the government's going to be there for them in retirement? What bothers me and frustrates me as a conservative is that so many people put their faith, their hope, their trust in government. I don't. 
I am assuming I don't get that money back. I'm assuming that they're going to steal it from me at some point and say, oh, you saved enough money. And healthcare is a great example. If you like your doctor, you keep your doctor. If you like your plan, you keep your plan. The average family is going to save $2,500 per family per year. Okay. Josh Ernest was asked about all the people losing their plans. And he said, well, now they have options. Well, that's not keeping your doctor. That's not keeping your plan. And the average increase across the country this year is going to be 40% in terms of premiums. That's not saving me money. But we have many people, I would argue with this presidential election, you'll see 47% of Americans put their hope in the party that promises bigger government. Why trust them? They have squandered that trust, in my view. Yeah. You know, and I, th- I think that's it important, Sean, is really being able uh, to have that foundation in your life to kind of get you uh, through those things. That's uh, really, really matters and really makes sense to me. I know that I've seen that even over the years of of things that we've experienced for sure. And, and, you know, one of the things, it's interesting, you know, as we have the show and as, as I've shared thoughts and met with people over the years, you always have your own evaluation or opinion or thought process of what you perceive or what you think people are really thinking out there. But I guess over the years of doing what you do, what are you hearing on a repeated basis that your audience is telling you that are their biggest fears? I will tell you that finances are the number one concern of every single solitary American. We have 95 million Americans out of the labor force. We have 50 million in poverty, 46 million on food stamps. Those that have spent entire lifetimes building up their wealth that they would like to pass on to their children or at least get to the end of their life with and be able to survive. Every single person I know is scared to death about their money, about their finances. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big concern today. I know we see that a lot and and it makes sense um, in relation to finances because you're right. I mean, people have worked their entire lives for what they have. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, I mean, you got your trust fund kids that get some money here and there. But at the end of the day, most people are in a place where they've worked long and hard to accumulate. You know, you said a little while back in the show about all the different jobs that you had and, you know, working here and working there and building houses and framing homes and and all that. And, you know, you put a lot of time and effort in. I love the quote um, that from Zig Ziglar says, unspectacular preparation precedes spectacular performance. And, you know, so there's a lot of put in behind the scenes. It's like the iceberg, you know, most of it's under the water. And so that's really important as uh, people look at their finances and their futures and everything else they do. I know in relation to your situation, Sean, just kind of get a little down and dirty, I guess a little bit. When you take a look at your future financially, whether it's you, your advisor, or someone that's working with you, uh, in your process, what do you, what do you find that makes sense to really help you properly secure, keep secure your financial future from your perspective? I'm very conservative in my investments. Uh, It shouldn't surprise anybody. I don't trust the stock market by and large. I don't have a lot of faith in it. I know too much about it and too much corruption exists in it for me. And usually normal people like us are the last to find out information that these guys on Wall Street have. I do like and prefer bricks and mortar. There's only a certain amount of real estate. So I've done some small investing in that, and I just try to be smart and safe with my money. If you take care to save as much as you can, even when I really wasn't making much money at all, I always tried to save something. And I know there's general rules that people follow in the course of their lives. Pay yourself first. I think all of those ideas are really good. You won't regret it later. You won't regret that you didn't buy the new car. You won't regret you didn't buy the boat. You won't regret that you didn't buy the bigger house when you have some financial security. And money equals freedom. All it means when I say that is it gives you the freedom to make other choices in your life 
So you're not beholden. I have got to stay at this job till I'm till I retire at 69 and you'll die the next day. I just think the more you save, the more options you provide for yourself down the line. So that's my financial thinking. It's not very deep or very profound, but it works for me. Well, you know, I love that thought, money equals freedom you mentioned there, because, uh, you know, when you think about that, that's exactly what it does. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of your um, safety net. It's it's your security. It's 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 really the library card in life, right? I mean, that allows us to have the opportunity to do what we want to do when we want to do it. Uh, that, that gives us the opportunity to kind of help and bless others and and really impact other people's lives. You know, it's interesting. We did a, an interview and, and had on the show uh, just a little short clip of, of some of what the old coach Dick had said about not making stupid financial decisions. You know, he was talking specifically to athletes and that sort of thing. And, and that's important because, you know, we want to make wise financial choices. So not to be uh, redundant in any way, but just to make sure that we're kind of tying it all up in a nice little bow from the perspective of uh, the listeners out there and being financially sound in retirement, um, you know, you, cause you've done, you've done pretty well. You, you've been in a place where you've been very blessed. We've had the opportunity to, to be blessed in a lot of different ways as well. So if, if there was anything in your mind that was maybe one or two of the most important things that you would recommend people to take a look at for a sound retirement, what would that be? I use the term all the time that money equals freedom. My wife will ask me, well, why don't you buy a big sports car? You can afford a sports car now. And I'm like, I don't want a sports car for me. I'd rather give that money to my kids. And I don't have extravagant tastes, but I also, I'm not somebody that hoards money either. You know, I try to be very generous with charities, people I run into in my life, but you always got to keep an eye on it. You got to balance it. You can't buy everything you want. You can't let your ego get out of control in my view. And I would rather buy stuff for my wife than myself. Awesome. Well, Sean, I, re I really appreciate you coming on and sharing some thoughts. You know, I know that obviously the audience that you have throughout the country is is quite large. And, and again, as we talked earlier in the show, you know, the, fa the fact that some of the folks out there, 50% of the country loves what you have to say and 50% doesn't like it. But so, you know, at the end of the day, I think adding value and, and uh, you coming on and sharing some things that maybe people don't traditionally hear is uh, something that we appreciate. So we appreciate you taking your time. And folks, you know, one of the things each and every week that we try and do and strive to do really with the show is to have, as I mentioned in the past, and I'll continue to mention in the future, because it's really the truth. And that is have a place where we can add value to your life and everything that we do. And, and by the way, at any point in time, if you have a question about who we are, or what we do, visit leanonthewall.com. Again, that's leanonthewall.com. But again, we really appreciate you joining us this week. And we got a great show lined up for next week. So you're not going to want to miss it. And I uh, hope you have a great week. Here is to living well in any economy and retirement. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. And to find out more about Michael and the entire team at Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. The information covered today is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice. It cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. You are encouraged to consult your tax attorney or advisor. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Riders may be available at an additional cost. Products and features may vary from state to state. For full details on how life insurance works, including fees, expenses, and costs, contact our office at 866-943-2351. Investment advisory services offered through RetireWell, LLC. RetireWell LLC and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated.